I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hey, hey, top of the morning to you. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Very busy three-hour program lined up today in 45 minutes. Matt Humans will join the program. A college football win total with Matt and some uh, bets that he likes this week in the next PGA Tour event. Last night, Paulie, so we said on the, on the show yesterday, we're live bright and early. We knew that we were going to get some news on the basketball game at some point, probably after our show was over with, who knows, maybe early afternoon. And uh, you bet that's exactly what happened with the news. Marcus Smart was not going to play last night. Tyler Hero was out of the game for the Heat. And Robert Williams would, in fact, play for the Boston Celtics. So these games have been so bad. And I said I was going to approach it only from an in-play standpoint. That changed. When Smart was ruled out, I said I'm going to make a couple of player props um, and some other bets on the game. And I'll watch and see what happens. But they've been so... Here's what I did last night. Made the bets, watched the game, saw the blowout, eventually turned the game off and turned on Better Call Saul with the NHL on the other TVs. I said, I can't... This sport's horrible. Yeah. It's unwatchable right now. Yeah, Better Call Saul. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll check in on my phone during, you know, in the next hour or so to see how my bets are looking. And that's it. I'd be very surprised if the game tonight's close. I mean, I know it's a, a one-point spread. But I could see one, two, three, Cancun, or the Mavs hit threes and Golden State packs it and says, okay, well, we'll get them in San Francisco. 
You know, eighteen to one. Are you serious? Eighteen this, to one. This other thing, this prop, they haven't they haven't moved this prop with the largest lead, seventeen and a half. It's getting there in the first half of all these games. It was quarter last night. Right. Got there. Yeah. It's lunacy. It's an abomination. Conference final. This continues to happen. Second round conference finals. Pivotal games. Game six. Game seven of series. Blowout city. Uh, Struess, Butler, Lowry, Tucker combined four of thirty-one. Oladipo outscored the starters. What the hell's going on here? I'll give you another one. Who's the defensive player of the year again? Uh, yeah, bingo. Bam did nothing. Bam did nothing last night once Robert Williams played again for the Celtics. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah. they started 0-14. My God. Oh. I mean, I, I just don't know what to say. It's, just, uh, it's, 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 it's a joke. I'm, I'm pissed off. I can't, I can't get a close game to save my life. Here's the thing. I mean, and I'm not doing this, but I should have just said, Paul, you're way off on this largest lead thing before you tapped out and betting the under. Mm-hmm. We should all be betting the, the largest lead over 17 and a half every single game. Yeah, yeah. Look at this tweet. This is incredible. Look at, yeah. Margin of victory the last 17 playoff games. It's 19.8. There's been a total of seven clutch time minutes. Come on. And look at that. And the, the Dallas, Dallas was up 19 in game two. Right. And then Golden State storms back, so you can't even get a close game with the last two, three minutes of the game. Everything's decided. I, I saw the lowest t- total in play was 176 and a half. And, uh, yeah, they, they, they came out, hit some shots in garbage time. Eventually the, went over the that. The fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah, right, right. But that is, I mean, what, what's... At, at halftime, hmm. right, of this series, this is kind of like a boxing match where at the very end, uh, the scores are actually kind of close. But inside, inside a lot of the 12 individual rounds, one bo- boxer dominated the other. Quarters one, as of halftime last night, quarters one in the series, Boston nine, Miami two, and they had three ties. After the mm-hmm. game was over with that, went, it's still Boston nine, Miami three, and four ties. Boston's won nine quarters out of the series so far. Miami's won three. It has been b- basically a bloodbath to the Celtics' side, and somehow we're tied at two apiece. What happens now? And how about how the series price keeps moving? It goes up and down and up and down and up and down, right? Well, I'm actually kind of hoping that the Heat win the next game because the best angle going last night, the way I approached it was, Jason. once Smart was ruled out, and you knew what Tatum was like coming off of a loss, he's now averaging 32.6 points per game off of a loss. And they are 5-0 and after right. a loss in the playoffs. Yep, yep. They've been, great. They've been great since January off a loss. Yep. So the other thing is now, I mean, you saw $1.10 series price. Going into last night, now they're a dollar seventy, and then they were as high as two eighty after they thrashed them in game two. Mm-hmm. And they're coming back. I don't know what the hell that was in game three when Miami comes out, punches them in the mouth, and there's nothing they could do. But there's also, as we talked about yesterday, the officiating is very important. Miami was very physical. Uh, they weren't calling anything in game three. The Celtics didn't know what to do, and uh, they were blown out here. I mean, boss, look at all the. Not nah, it didn't matter because Miami couldn't make a shot, but uh, Celtics made twenty four more free throws than the Heat. So. Their favorite on the road in Game Five, Udos. Do we get a close game? Like, I doubt. What 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 does a Celtics team look like when they're fully healthy? Well, that's a, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, I mean, all these guys that are out, it's crazy. Every game, yep, it's something different. It, it is some, yeah. Or a guy who's at least out there is compromised, right? Jalen Brown, my God, forty Rough plus game. the other night. And I know. Then last and night that. has that stinker. Yep, sure, strange, but that was. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, again, we're, we're, when we you watch Boston play. And they're without one of their best players last night. And they're on their A game. Again, I'll say it one more time. They're the best team in the NBA. But with the injuries and um, 
other things that have happened so far in the playoffs, they're capable of being in a series 2-2 when it shouldn't be 2-2. Mm-hmm. So we have three games to go now. And the Heat, I, you want to say that they're live to win the series? Sure. Of course they are. Absolutely. They're right there. I'm not going to go after last night and say, well, it was 18-1. to The game was over within the first quarter. They jot it down. I hope I'm right. I hope the Celtics win this thing yeah. based on future bets that I have. But here's another one. Look at this. Lead changes okay. in the Eastern Conference. If you guys want to put that tweet back up. This tells you all you need to know. The first 27 minutes, we've had three. The last 165 minutes, one. That speaks to the clutch time minutes. We've only had seven Yep. combined going back over the last, whatever, it was 19 games. How about the big bets on the under? My God. 500,000 on the under at Caesars. Well, 220,000 at DraftKings. Yep. It made, made sense, right, with all the guys that were potentially going to be out. Yeah. And then that was, uh, you know, at some books... They were getting a lot of the bets. I think um, the public, they were all over the over last night. What happened? But it was the old reverse line movement, Paulie, yeah. where sharp money happened to be on the under. So they're like, oh, we don't care about the public yeah. tonight. It's the, we're trusting the people who have, yeah. you know, who respect in this, in this racket. So yeah. you, you live and breathe. You've been around a long time. Where does this Vasilevsky thing rank? I mean, it's... This it's, is stupid. It's, it's, it's very strong. Now, you're going back. Are you talking about the closeout game or what... When they have to have it, the the the, the, the record, his performances when they can clinch a series, oh, it's incredible. Seven in a, seven in a row, six shutouts, and he gave up one to Toronto. Yep, forty nine saves. Florida hadn't been shut out the whole year. Paul, they were shut out. One of thirty one on the power play. The, the Panthers were the highest scoring team in twenty seven years. They scored three goals in the series, correct, and forty nine shots on goal last night, and they correct. were. Had the old donut. Look at this. How many goals they've allowed in their last 10 series clinching wins in order? 4-2-1-0-0-0-0-0-1-0. They've won 10 series in a row now. Going for the three-peat. I mean, he, he's ridiculous. 49 saves. Seven of those. I mean, the other thing is you got to be looking for a, a bridge if you're in Toronto. 100%. I mean, they, how, how bad? Because they had him down. They just couldn't solve this guy in overtime. Um, but it, it's, it's silly. 49 saves. My God. And what he does in clinchers, all these shutouts in the, in the, in the run he's on. But the, you're right. To make that team look like that, three goals in the series, how bad they were on the power play. Fitting, that's how it ended, where they get the power play late, and they still couldn't score. They did this without point. Yeah. Yeah. The two-time champs without one of their better players. Nope, four-game sweep of the highest-scoring team in 27 years. Yeah, and the other thing, too, was uh, you had that – Though those guys on WDAE Radio in Tampa with the report that uh, Florida got after it and went to a gentleman's club and they were out till 3, 4 in the morning. Well, okay. After game three. Yeah, after game three. Well, they were awesome. They played a good game. They just they can't score in this case. a brick wall. You know, you got to be careful when you hear that kind of thing because we out here we have learned since the existence of the Vegas Golden Knights yeah, oh yeah. that a team or two, they've done this before. We had the Vegas flu for a long time in year number one. I'm not going to. The, the team was a Canadian-based team. They came out one night. They couldn't stand up. At like a 7 o'clock reservation for dinner, they were so drunk. They played the next night. They went out and beat Go- the, the Golden Knights like 6-3. to three. Couldn't serve. They were awesome. Couldn't be seated at the, at the steakhouse. You had to tell them to leave. Yes. So sometimes that's good for players. Floppy Joe. Yep. Absolutely. But they just, you're exactly right. They had 49 shots on goal. They easily could have won the game last night, but that guy is just a uh, brick wall. And they swept them. Yeah. Not only that. They're they're, the, they are the, the biggest. 122 points. Four goals a game. Swept, get out. Get out of here.
Now, they are the two-time champs, so it sounds dumb when I say this, but they're the biggest threat to Colorado. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Yep. Because Colorado's power rating is so high. Right, that was a hell of a performance too. Oh, geez, the right. whole series. Right, I mean, they just stay out of the box. I mean, it's four to one. The game's over, and they, they get the two power play goals late in the second period. And then, but that's uh, you know a lot, a lot going on with Kadri with the death threats and the cops involved, and he gets the hat trick. That's uh, big time, my friend. And they were physical with him time. last night. Uh huh. I will tell you this: the two hits on him during that one sequence that was dirtier than what happened with him and Bennington, by far. It probably wasn't even close. Tampa, Colorado would be fun. That it appears, uh, I just I don't think anyone can get in their way right now. What do you think of the uh, stoppages? It, it's out of control. This is not. This isn't sports. No. It, 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 okay. We always say baseball's at its best when it's played fast. It's just an, it's out of control now in all, every sport. Yeah, you want to get it right, but it shouldn't take 10, 15 minutes. Look what we've seen in the last week. 15-minute delay with the golf with Zalatoris. A 15-minute delay to decide, did the puck hit the net or go out of play with the goal? Get it right, but it shouldn't take 15 minutes. No. Then there was another long delay, too. Uh, and then, you know, the, all, all, everything that goes on in baseball with all these delays. I mean, you gotta, you got to get this going. I'll give you three minutes. If you can't yep. get it done in three minutes, let's go. Let's play. You know, Tampa scored. It tw- was that, two it was goals a, were disallowed. Right. It was that situation. I went to go get something to drink and let the dogs outside. I came back, and I'm like, did they score again? They're in a replay. No, it was the same one. Right there, right. Like, oh, wait, same it's, one. it's yep. still going on? It yeah. can't be possible. Yeah. It's the same thing in the NBA, by the way. There's yeah. the stoppage. Oh, oh yeah. the, the another good point. Yeah, going to the monitor, you gotta, all you this delay. Fix yep, stuff. yep, flagrant, all that. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Win some, lose some is up next. If you thought the receipt we showed you yesterday was big, it has nothing on what's coming up next. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
This conversation shows a never seen before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion on your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. They've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Matt Humans joins the program now, host here of VSIN. His show is called The Edge, weekdays at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on VSIN and VSIN.com. Also, uh, he is the senior editor at the website as well. Matt, as always, uh, good to talk to you. Thanks for the time. I, I want to get into how you approached the weekend betting of the PGA Championship because you had two guys who were in the mix for pretty much the entire weekend. Zalatoris, for sure. Cameron Young was there as well, lingering. You did not have Justin Thomas pre-tournament, though. So what or or Mito Pereira, by the way. So what was your strategy trying to say? Well, if I don't win with Cam Young or with Zalatoris, how do I try to make money with either Mito or JT? That's a good question. There's no easy answer to that because in golf, it's uh, the most difficult sport to hedge, and uh, there's just so many players who still could win a tournament going into Sunday. And um, yeah, Cameron Young was the best possible scenario for me at 80 to one will Zalatoris, the second best. I had him at uh, 34 to one and I bet him again at 44 to one. But uh, I looked at the leaderboard going into Sunday and I did add Justin Thomas on Friday night at plus 370. And Mitch, you've been a part of this golf draft we have with a lot of betters and bookmakers. It didn't mean a lot of money to me, but JT was my top pick in that golf draft. I had the second overall pick. Indy Jeff Seeley had the first pick. He took Scotty Scheffler, and then I took JT. So I had a little piece of JT going into Sunday, but I thought he had no chance. I saw one math model that said Justin Thomas had a 1.8% chance to win going into Sunday. Okay, so I wasn't even thinking he was in the Mm -hmm. picture. I thought, if I'm going to get beat with Cameron Young and Willie Z, it's going to be by Mito Pereira. So I did hedge a little bit on him at plus 145. And, you know, going to the uh, 72nd hole, he looked like he's going to be the winner. All he has to do is par, and uh, he wins. And Paul asked me, you know, what happened on his last swing on that tee shot on 18? I have no idea. It looked like he got struck by lightning when he swung. He just, you put that, if you play conservatively and put your drive out in the fairway, you're probably going to par that final hole. That was stunning to me that he hit that drive the way he did, put it in the water, and then uh, he doesn't even make the playoffs. So yeah. it would have been better for me if Willie Z wins the tournament. But uh, I, I'm not going to complain because I, I made out okay with JT. And uh, really the doomsday scenario for me was Mito Pereira winning that tournament. I, I really would have been stuck with a loss. 
on all the other guys. So, yeah, it's, it's always a great question. It's challenging to uh, try to hedge on golf going into Sunday. You, you can never cover the entire leaderboard, uh, at least the top half of it, all the guys who could win. But I had guys who were running second, third, and fourth going down the stretch there, and I was afraid yeah. I was going to uh, lose everything. Well, you know, our buddy E in San Diego made a good point, and, and uh, we're, we're, mm-hmm. the, we're behind the times out here in Nevada. But the, the, the yep. one way to operate with that, that could be the yes-no there. Uh, but that, that's if you had Mito, though. But, I mean, you, you were in a tough spot, but that's – a lot of places have the yes-no prop. Uh, but that was – some places have it, others don't. But then, again, you were up against it, too. With So how were you going to handicap the Charles Schwab then this week? It's interesting. If I ask you guys, who would you rather bet this week, Justin Thomas or Will Zalatoris, who would you say? <laughs> mm. Oh, man. I'd probably punt on both, but I would actually – gut reaction says Will. Yeah, I think JT's going to have more of a hangover this week, right? You would think so after winning that major the way he did. And I think Zalatoris has proven to be a really resilient kid who bounces back. And when I look at the stats this week – now, JT fits the stats too. But I think two, two of the most important categories this week, it's Charles Schwab Challenge. Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth are going to be um, – really strokes gained approach and strokes gained tee to green. And Zalatoris leads the tour in each category. Uh, obviously, his putter has been a problem. But last week, I think he putted about as well as I've ever seen him putt, except for a few short misses he had on Saturday. I think his driving accuracy was a bigger issue that nobody's really talked about. He was near the bottom in driving accuracy. But I don't really like him this week. But I'm kind of uh, committed on Willie Z, I've lost twice with him now in a mm-hmm. playoff this year. Oh boy! I'm going to go ahead and play him at 23 to one this week. I don't expect him to win, but I don't want to be on the sideline if he does win. So I did okay. play him. Uh, Sam Burns at 30 to one. He was top 20 in the PGA, quietly playing really good golf right now. Abraham Answer, I thought played well at the PGA. Uh, Answer top 15 the last two trips here to uh, the Colonial. He was top 10 last week. And uh, Gary Woodland, uh, fifty to one. He's top fifteen the last two years here too, and uh, he played uh, pretty well at the PGA last week. Just taking a long shot on Woodland. I don't have a lot bet on this tournament this week, but it's interesting to see how some of these guys are going to respond, especially Scotty Scheffler, who is a PGA favorite and missed the cut at what he called his favorite course in the world. Yeah. Host of The Edge, Matt Eumann's our guest, VEASAN senior editor. Follow the money, Paulie and Mitch VEASAN. Matt does a great job every week with Point Spread Weekly. It's a must-read every week. And you're getting into the Saban-Fisher feud and also some some win totals here as DraftKings has posted some games of the year here. What do you think of Alabama's win total? You know, I think it's uh, really interesting to see if some books are going to put up less than 11 and a half, because I, I don't really see how you can put Alabama's win total less than 11 and a half. Uh, Paul Stone, college football handicapper from Texas, you guys have on a lot, told me he would make it 11 and a half shaded over minus 140. I was thinking the same thing, 11 and a half, you got to shade the price over. If you look at Alabama's schedule, 12 game schedule, uh, the lines that are out now at DraftKings for eight of the games Bama's not less than a a 13-point favorite in any of the games. So I'll read you quickly the lines that are up at DraftKings. Minus 14 at Texas, minus 16 at Arkansas, minus 13 at Tennessee, 14.5 at LSU, 13.5 at Ole Miss. 16.5-point home favorite over Texas A&M, 23.5-point favorite against Auburn. And that's in addition to a 37.5-point favorite over Utah State in the opener. There's also a couple of soft games in there. 
So you tell me where Alabama is going to lose. If you can find any win total at 11 or 10 and a half, I don't care what price you have to lay. I will lay it on Bama to top that win total. I just don't see this team losing in the regular season. And um, I can also make a case here. I think I, I would, Typically not do this, but I think I can make a case for Will Anderson, the outside linebacker mm. for the Heisman of 40 to one. I'd probably wait to see if I can find a better price somewhere right now. DraftKings has got 40 to one. You might be able to find a 50 or 60 out there somewhere or to be the top pick in the NFL draft next spring. I really think Will Anderson's the top player in college football. He had 17 and a half sacks, 34 and a half tackles for loss last year. If a defensive player is going to win the Heisman, this guy's got a good, as good a shot as anybody, I think, in the last 20 years or so. So a couple of interesting uh, storylines with Alabama. And we're going to see a lot more college football numbers start to pop up here in the next couple of weeks. Okay. By the way, voters might look at that as mm-hmm. kind of a make good because a lot of them thought that he should have won it last year. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, two minutes left. I know you are the genuine yep. article. You've been there many times. Uh, you don't own uh, – Silverware plates. I mean, you, you paper plates are unbelievable with the fast food <laughs> rankings. A guy reached out and said he would he would pay for us. He'd fly us into Long Beach, have his driver pick us up and take us right to Portillo's, eat, and then take us back. He was so shocked that we've never had Portillo's. Should we take him up on the offer? You and Mitch? You yeah. guys have never had Portillo's? Right. Yeah. Never once. No, never had it. Wow. Okay, can I go too? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Can. We'll bring Mike Palm as well. Yeah, you want in on this? <laughs> let's, yeah, let's all go. Okay. Let's take uh, Derek Stevens' private plane. Go down there. He doesn't have to fly us down. You guys have to go to Portillo's. The place is unbelievable. Uh, the Chicago Italian beef sandwiches. I think, you know, it's going to be interesting because I'm going to put out the fast food top 50, and we'll do it on your show again this year. All right. Uh, the summer, probably sometime in July. I'm not going to say it's Portillo's. I'm not really sure right now, but I think we're going to have a new number one this oh, year. Oh, wow. Whoa. That's a tremendous two-month tease. Whoa. I can't wait to see Right? Uh-huh. What, what was number one last year? Chick-fil-A the last year. Chick-fil-A. It's going to come down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I, had a, mm. I had a top five worst item of my life. The other, I, I had the onion rings at Sonic. <laughs> Holy Christ. Just a oh, disgrace. Yeah, those are no good. No, but it was, it was a good meal. It was really. I, I'm a fan of Sonic, but this onion rings, my God, oh, good. I, I spit okay. it out. I wouldn't See, give it to the dog. So I'm glad that you brought this up, Paul. I think we should all, I think, Matt, we should do this, right? I want to live to tell that story. Yeah, we flew to Long Beach one time just yes. to have Portillo's, and then we came back. Yeah, that's what the guy said. Yeah. That's He'll what fly he... us in his driver or pick us up, and it will take us right to the airport after we get how, the meal. How do we say no, Matt? <laughs> I got to do that. Uh, you, you can't say no. I, no. It's a great idea. Count me in if, if uh, I'm allowed to go out. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. make it happen. All Good right, fun. pal. Good uh, thanks, as always. Good luck this week. All right, you bet. Thanks. Yeah, Thank the you. first hour of this show is brought to you exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Log in, get a 20% profit boost on Major League Baseball bets every Thursday. Must be 21 plus offers, not valid in all areas. Check betrivers.com for full offer details and rules. So, up next, we will piggyback what Matt is writing about this week in Points Spread Weekly Alabama's win total, their schedule, Georgia's schedule. And again, there's one book that opened up 10 and a half mm-hmm. with heavy juice. Mm-hmm. Does it really matter? We'll explain coming up next. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. 
When he never looked better, make free hoops and soccer picks for a shot at a sweet payday. With the H&M Wear That Feeling Prediction Series, enter three pools to compete for your share of 15000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash HM now to get in on the action. H&M to make everyone look and feel good. DraftKings.com for details. Okay, so let's start this hour, Paulie, of course, talking about some college football. Because win totals are starting to pop. Games of the year are now up on the board uh, here at Circa. They have week one numbers. They have point spreads and totals, by the way. And, of course, some of these numbers are going to move around like a ping-pong match. But with specifically here, the Alabama and the Georgia schedules and uh, what we talked about last segment with Matt Humans, senior editor, vcin.com, and also Point Spread Weekly, which you can get at vcin.com slash subscribe. His lead column this week is on Alabama, their schedule and their win total. Now, it is kind of all over the board. He mentioned uh, 11 and a half, and he talked to professional sports better Paul Stone, who said he'd make it 11 and a half minus 140. We got a tweet from Mile High David. Right now, Caesars in Colorado has Alabama 11 over minus 140. There is an offshore book that released win totals yesterday, and they put 10 and a half on Bama and Georgia over as minus 210. So, yeah. here's their schedule. And Matt's reaction to the Alabama is, uh, right, Okay, double-digit favorite in every game. Bama begins the year with Utah State at home. Thank God I'm sitting down. Oh, the grind. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Whoa. Ready? Yeah. 36-point favorites. Week two, they go and play in Austin against Texas. So that is a true road game. Good for them. Alabama's laying 14 points in that game. Will... Texas be able to give much resistance at all to the Crimson Tide? I say it's unlikely. The game's in Austin? It's in Austin. I'm, look, I'm looking at the schedule right now. It says yeah. at Texas Memorial Stadium. Well, his record against former assistants, again, he's only lost once, and that was Fisher last year. And so. I'm, a, I'm a little concerned here. But, again, you want to talk about recruiting classes, NFL talent. Again, last year, Texas, no no NFL guys taken in the draft? No players drafted? Come with the NIL now. I mean, they should give them guys Lamborghinis. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, to, they should. To compete, but. Uh, the next game, this is not on the board as we speak, but they come back home and they play Louisiana Monroe, the Warhawks. So my guess is they'll be laying almost seven touchdowns in that game. Then they play Vanderbilt. That's at home. They go on the road October 1st, Paul, the Alabama to play at the Razorbacks of Arkansas. They're laying 16 points in that game. That could be a little feisty. Arkansas might be able to give them a little bit of a game, hang within that number, but Alabama still heavy favorites to win the game. The next week for Alabama. Now we're talking. They come back home and they play Texas A&M. Circle your calendar for this game. Yep. You have the revenge. They're at home. The feud. The can't stand each other. Fisher's never going to talk to him again. Back and forth. The allegations of cheating. I mean, this is this is fantastic. But they, they should be they should be able to bury them though. They're also they are laying sixteen and a half points. Yep. In the game. So the week after that. They go on the road at Tennessee. Does Josh Heupel have something here with the Volunteers? They're on the uptick. They, they did are a good job last year, but I don't think uh, they're they're not there yet. They're not, now, I, now now I would look at the next two games. They're laying thirteen for the record oh, at sorry, Tennessee. No. Brian Kelly taking over. Does he have enough? Well, you forgot Mississippi State. They're in there after Tennessee. All right, come on. I, oh no, I'm saying for the the well, say yeah, and then there's a bye week. Go ahead. 
Uh, yep, uh, as always, the bye week before LSU. I guess you want to give them credit, fine, but they always do that, where they have their toughest game usually and have the bye week before there as well. But can Kelly? does Kelly have enough to compete and he gets the game at home? But the, the thing that stands out to me, and I know you lost Corral, would be you go at LSU and then you go at Ole Miss, and who knows Saban better than Kiffin? Right? It didn't work out last year. It was ugly. But he, he was too cute on fourth down, going for it inside his own 30 and some of that stuff too. But remember, they had no answer two years ago. They went up and down the field on him the entire game. They did. Scored 40-plus. Right. So at home, back-to-back road games, off a physical game against LSU, Kelly will be competitive. I'll tell you that. Uh, that could he's also a great, be. Say what you want about the guy. He's a great coach. No, he's a really good coach. Yeah, that, But that could also be a Nick Saban special. Welcome to the SEC. I know we're playing in Baton Rouge in this game, okay. but here fair, fair enough. But then you got to come and do it again against Ole Miss. Yeah, no, there's. That's, but here's the thing, right? If the if the win total's ten and a half, where where are the two losses coming from for Alabama? Right. Maybe they lose one of those games against LSU or, or Ole Miss. They're going to lose both. They're going to lose somewhere in between. They're going to lose at Texas A&M at home. They're going to lose at Tennessee. Uh, I will say this: they are twenty three and a half point favorites against uh, Albert in the uh, Iron Bowl. Right. That's always messy. That's always look at last year. How fortunate was that? They should not have been in the playoff last year because they should have lost that game. Right. They're at their own two-yard line. They could do nothing offensively. There was a stupid penalty. The guy goes out of bounds for um, the Tigers to, instead of melting clock. They gave that game away. The Iron Bowl, I know they're laying more than three touchdowns, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's you know, arguably the best rivalry in sports or that, this sport for a reason. Did you see uh, Malzahn tweeted? I was off Twitter. I missed anything. <laughs> It's good. You know what, during that game? No, going or, with the, the, the Saban. Uh, oh, with us Fisher and, and Fisher? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't get there, though. The um, I didn't like the hire to begin with. The Harson thing's been a debacle. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's lucky he survived that. Very much What's so. going on in his personal life and as a coach. And um, that was. But you're right. They still should have won that game. But that's. I, I think they bury him, too, in that one. But, but that's, it, right. You're, you're going to lose twice? If you got, You can find two losses there? If you want, again, the, you can find 10.5 over minus 210. I. You you can you can convince me of a loss somewhere for Alabama, right? Okay. I don't think you can convince me of two. Okay. Now, how about Georgia? Good job. You start with Oregon in Atlanta. Start the season. Mm-hmm. Great job by college football. Uh, but you know who you're taking in that game again. The, the, the Pac-12 in a big game. PU. It's been uh, ten years running. But then I who's who's if, and they should get by Oregon. I think they will. Then who's you know what? Them? I didn't see a number of DraftKings. I wonder. I'll check right now to see if Circa has a number on that game. Uh, who, who's going to beat Georgia? All right. Find find me the team that's going to knock off Georgia. I mean, it's just the, the total domination last year, especially in, in the SEC. Well, look, look, were, look were, at the non-conference again. Oregon, it is Oregon, so good for them. But then Samford after that, they get Kent State in week four. And they play Georgia Tech, of course, the final week of the season. That's their non-con. And they will be to Oregon because Oregon's yeah. probably going to be a little bit down this year. So the only three games on the board at DraftKings. Okay. They're 21 and a half against Auburn. They're 14 and a half against Florida. That's in Jacksonville. That's off the bye in week nine. And they are 15 and a half at home to Tennessee. So again, g- give me the game that's where they're not going to be a huge favorite. On the road against Mississippi State? Yeah, maybe. See if the Pirate, yeah, if the Pirate could do something. I'll tell you, at, at Kentucky might be tricky because Stoops has done it. That guy, nobody, he, he does not get talked about enough. The job he's done at Kentucky, where they have rarely, maybe a bowl team every once in a while. But that, that, that team has actually turned out NFL talent now, and they have a good quarterback coming back. 
I disagree where he could be, you know, a top 10 pick at this point. People are going nuts with that, I think. But mm, Right. I agree um, with that, too. Right. I, I don't see it. Yeah. I, I don't see a loss. Okay. So they have it up at Circa, by the way. Circa is 17 and a half oh against Oregon God. in week one. Wow. Jesus. They're down that much? Evidently so. I, I, was gonna, I figured it would be two wow. touchdowns, but 17 and a half? It's in, I'm correct. It's in Atlanta, right? That correct. game, I. So it's I'm like 95. percent Pretty much a home game. Yeah, right. in Atlanta. Okay. Yep. All right. So that's going to be a cross country trip for the Ducks again, as they typically have to do in spots like this. Where's the home and home there? What's <laughs> right? We're the best conference. You can't play a road game. How about play that game in Las Vegas? You can do that too. And when is the city going to start to have big college football games? I am shocked that game's in Austin. You know, Alabama's going to Austin. They, and, haven't unless, played, they haven't played a non-conference road since Penn State in 2010, whatever, 2011. Uh, I'm on I'm on a very – I mean, this FBS wow. schedules is is dynamite for college football schedules, and it's saying it right there, yeah. Unless they have a misprint. But remember, they Texas played LSU a couple years ago. That was a LSU, year – Oh, LSU Joe, will go. Oh, they'll play people. Joe Burrow will, went there yes. and was like, oh, here's 49 points. Have fun stopping us. Right. That, you're right. LSU, LSU they've done will. that for a long, long they've time. They've gone to Arizona State. They went to Lambeau. Yep. They'll, they'll go play people. Uh, tons yes. of respect for that program. I do. You're right. Uh-huh. Alabama, it's like, come on. And I don't I don't think these neutral sites are good for college football either. Uh, I would rather have the home and home. Is, right. it, 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 I mean, when you see the, the start of the seasons, Utah State, they're laying 36, and then Louisiana Monroe two weeks after that to begin the year. Georgia went to Arizona State one year. That that, that happened too. Yeah. Uh, but and guess who Alabama's playing before the Iron Bowl? Go ahead. Austin P. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it goes by week at LSU at Ole Miss. Right. There's always a cupcake before Austin Iron P. Bowl, and there's always a bye before the LSU. Well, I, I've seen this for a long time. Right. The SEC figured out, out how to schedule a long time ago, and the fact that other, I think it's a joke, but the fact that most conferences haven't copied this. Um, you're you're silly for not doing this. You should always schedule like the SEC does. Before your big rivalry game or your biggest game of the year, put an Austin P in November. You should do that every single time. And then play three, you know, typically teams do this anyway, but th- play three absolute cupcakes uh, from the non-conference where you're laying 50 points every single week. <laughs> yeah. No loss is a bad loss. Every win's a good win. Mm-hmm. If you lose, you barely drop in the polls. Sure. Right? And yeah. for every other conference, it's a play struggle. No, play nobody non-conference. Right. You have to come in, come in once conference starts and everyone's 4-0. If you start out of the top 25 in another conference, you you got to go 11-0 to even have a chance to get into the top 5 or top 10. If you start 3-0 in the ICC and you're not in the top 25, you're in the top 5 or top 10 at that point. Mm-hmm. And then if you lose, you go from number 3 to number 4. In another conference, you could lose to a juggernaut and go from number 5 to number 16. Yep. It makes a lot of sense. Yep. Always yep. been very consistent. Yep. They had Auburn had Campbell, Cadillac Williams, Ronnie Brown on the same team. They went undefeated. Couldn't sniff the playoff. Nobody cared. And now they, they half the conference is ranked in the preseason top 25. Up next, uh, updated Major League Baseball numbers, including regular season wins, the team to win the most regular season games, and some season-long leaders. Their number keeps moving. It's now all the way down to 2-1. to one. That's coming up next. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. 
The VEASAN Summer Specials here, only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. If you want the full VEASAN experience, you get the daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, the live video stream whenever you want it. $39 to subscribe through July 31st. Sign up now, VEASAN.com slash summer. All right, Paulie, let's start this hour talking a little National Football League. It is on TV tonight, HBO and Real Sports. They have a special on Deshaun Watson. It's probably going to be a little uncomfortable to watch. Let's talk about it here with uh, Mary Kay Cabot. She covers the Cleveland Browns for Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer in that city. Mary Kay, thanks for the time today. We appreciate it. Their win total out here is 9.5 uh, on the season, so we try to, want to try to get ahead of this maybe tonight. What are you expecting how ugly or uncomfortable do you think this is going to look for Watson tonight on HBO? Well, I'll tell you what. From what I can tell so far, the two women that are going to be speaking are two plaintiffs that have already been public about their allegations. So I really don't think that there's going to be any really new incriminating information against Deshaun. I think uh, that it's going to be things that we already know. Uh, they just will be in the spoken word probably for the first time instead of uh, seeing it in print. So not like a bombshell that we're going to have tonight drop and we're going to be like, oh my goodness, this guy's going to be done for the year. No, I, I don't anticipate that. If there is something like that, uh, then it would be a shocker. That's not my understanding uh, what's about to happen. I think uh, it will be more of what we already know and uh, and okay. we also know that that Deshaun has uh, denied all of that. So you know he's not going to be appearing on this. He had an opportunity to, but he declined uh, because he's in the midst of a, a pending NFL investigation. But I think these are going to be things that um, Ashley Solis has already said, you know, to Sports Illustrated and things that um, that these two accusers uh, have already talked about. The Miami Dolphins. There's a report the Miami Dolphins felt. If they traded for him, it was going to be a six-game suspension. What do you think the, the suspension would be, will be, and when will it be announced? Well, his, I talked to his lawyer, um, Rusty Harden, mm-hmm. Sean's lawyer, on Friday, and he said he believes uh, that they will know something by about June or July is what they are thinking. Uh, then I heard him on a podcast later yesterday, and he amended that a little bit and was like, well, you know, maybe August. But, um, but he believes that sometime before the season – they will know what the initial ruling is. And then Deshaun will appeal. I'm sure Deshaun will appeal at whatever it is. And then, you know, then they'll go from there. Then it ends up in the hands of Roger Goodell. Initially, it's a uh, former U.S. District Judge Sue L. Robinson that will determine the punishment. And then uh, upon appeal, then Roger can do whatever he wants with it. Okay. So as of this morning, like your best guess to what the NFL would do. Are, are you thinking maybe a four-game suspension, six games? Is there something that would shock you if the NFL announced it with a suspension to Watson? You know, I guess I probably would be surprised if they go ahead and suspend him for the season. For some reason, and I don't know, maybe it's because of reports of what you're saying about Miami. Uh, I've always had six games in my mind, but not because of any concrete evidence, not because of anybody that I talked to at the NFL office or anything like that. Uh, it's just a sort of a, a feeling that I've had. I mean, in the policy, it states that matters of uh, of sexual violence, you know, you, you start with a baseline of six games and you go from there. Uh, but, you know, that was all before the investigation occurred. And they're still in the midst of it. So they're still talking to Deshaun. They'll talk to him more. Uh, they will talk to more accusers. 
Uh, and, and I don't think anybody really knows yet. I mean, you can see speculation and hear speculation, uh, but I don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen yet. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mary Kay Cabot, our guest, covers the Browns for Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer. So let me, I'll try to ask this uh, two different ways uh, with, with basically the same question, though. Uh, the chances that you would put on Watson getting zero games as a suspension, and what would surprise you more? if he would get zero games or if he got the full season? I would be more surprised if he got zero games. I don't think the NFL uh, can afford not to suspend him at all. And now the thing is, if Sue L. Robinson finds him innocent of these, these allegations, then she doesn't have to suspend him. And if she doesn't, then Roger Goodell can't go ahead and add in a suspension. He can only amend a suspension or a fine. Uh, he can't add one if there isn't one. So, um, but that would surprise me if they don't hand down some kind of a ban for whatever, four games, six games, eight games, whatever it is, that would surprise me more than a full season. There, there was an NFL source who thinks what happened with Major League Baseball and Bauer was important and could be tied into this. Do, do you feel that way? And did Rusty Hard and his lawyer feel that way? No, Rusty doesn't feel that way. I asked him about that. And uh, he doesn't think that Trevor Bauer's situation, it's a different sport. It was a different set of circumstances. He doesn't envision that uh, significantly impacting what will happen with Deshaun. I think, you know, he just thinks that one doesn't really have a bearing on the other because they're two such separate circumstances. Uh, And when you talk about NFL source, I think it's important to note the distinction between an NFL source uh, coming, something coming out of the league office, and somebody that has a job somewhere in the NFL, uh, you know, giving an opinion on something. And what we don't know mm-hmm. is if that was an opinion from somebody who works somewhere in the NFL or somebody in the league office saying that. And I would have to think that it was probably more someone that works somewhere in the NFL and, and perhaps not a league office source. Okay. okay. Let, let's say it's a six-game suspension. How comfortable are they, and it's the first six games, how comfortable are they with Brissett, or is there a chance that they could somehow work this out and, and make up with Baker Mayfield? I don't see Baker Mayfield playing football for the Browns. I really don't see that. So the, Jacoby Brissett is going to be the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns if Deshaun is suspended for those first four or six games or whatever the case may be. Uh, now, if you didn't know any better, you might think that the schedule makers did put some thought into the looming suspension Mm -hmm. and give the Browns the easiest four games possible to start the season. Um, But of course the NFL has said that's not the case. That had nothing to do with it. They do, however, have uh, just an incredibly easy first four games, easier than anybody else in the NFL. So I do think that with the supporting cast, with the excellent defense, uh, you know, with the running game, the O-line, I think that, and the receivers, I I think that they could be successful and uh, keep themselves in the playoff hunt in those first six games. Okay. So what does happen with Baker then? Any idea? Is he out of football for the year? Is he on a bench somewhere? Is Seattle going to happen? If you had to bet on that today, what would you, what would you do? You know, I, I, I wish I could say I have a good answer. I think somehow, some way the Browns are going to find a way Uh, to move him, trade him before the start of training camp. I don't think they want another distraction on top of what they already have. And I think they will find some way to move him. And it might be because 
the Panthers will look at what they have over the next uh, couple of months in OTAs and minicamp and decide uh, that they need to do something else. Or the Seahawks, I know the Seahawks like him. The Seahawks like Baker Mayfield. They know he would be an upgrade, but um, they they don't want to pay the money. So I think they're waiting for the Browns to cut him, which they're not planning to do. Yeah. So then, I mean, do you think there's going to be one of those two teams you mentioned? Are they going? To, who's going to be willing to pay him then at that point? I I, I don't. Well, I, yeah. Go ahead. The Browns would have to uh, pay some of that freight. They would have to pay some of that bill for sure. And, uh, and again, it's eighteen point eight six million dollars. So they would have to pick some of that up. But there are creative ways to work through that with uh, exchange of draft picks and you know future considerations and different things like that. So uh, they'll they'll find a way to do it. You've got a really smart Browns front office, and they just need to craft a deal that somebody's going to like. So he is the former number one overall pick of the draft when he came out in a draft that featured the likes of Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Let's say that they do get uh, a trade partner. Like, what are we talking about for compensation other than the money? Like, what kind of picks or a pick are we talking about with Baker Mayfield? You know what? Probably some kind of a, a mid-round pick or a later pick, but the pick isn't even really the issue. It's more so the money because, I mean, yeah, you would like to get a pick if you could. If, if you could get a third rounder, you'd be, I'm sure, thrilled with that. But he only has one year left on his contract. So generally, teams don't give up a lot of draft pick compensation for somebody heading into the final year of a contract. So that's really not uh, the issue. The issue more is what, what can you get from a financial standpoint? You can follow Mary on Twitter. She's at Mary K Cabot. Last name is spelled C-A-B-O-T. Great spot today, Mary Kay. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate that. Sure. Thanks for having me. You mm-hmm. got it. Thank you. And an excellent point about how easy the schedule is oh, to no, start the sure. season. Good point. The other thing, when you listen to that interview, other thing, the, the attorney for the, the women, he's been leaking that uh, deposition testimony, too, mm-hmm. about when the, the girl, the first uh, accuser said she cried after the massage. Peter, A lot of people are high on the Ravens, but you listen to that interview and how are they favorites to win the division? I would agree. Not to mention, the, Ra- the Ravens went 8-9 and nine last year. Stanley got hurt, Peters got hurt, Jackson got hurt, Humphrey got hurt. Five of their last six losses, one point, two points, one point, one point, three points. A lot of people are high on the Ravens this year. I'm one of them. Based on injury luck, yes. not going to happen again. Lost every close game, ravaged by COVID. Back, uh, uh, Jackson was out playing with third, second. Johnson, Johnson played the Bengals game. That's right. Uh, I trust this team when it comes to player development. Uh, I've liked their drafts now over the last you know handful of years. Uh, but it, it again, it's the AFC that we're talking about here. We, we did this back in probably yep. early March. Like you're gonna like 13 teams are good enough to make a case for the playoffs. Yep, it's but only awesome. seven make it. Peter King did his power ratings uh, yesterday. Bills number one, Chargers number two. Oh, you think that's too high? But oh, Char- yeah. Chargers, Chargers have, have a lot of talent, but that's too right. high. Yep, they're not second he best said, team uh, in football. They gave up 27 points per game, third worst in the league. He said they they fixed that defense, make some corrections. He's got a number mm. two. Well, she. So if you just tuned in right now, uh, Mary said we're not going to probably learn anything that we don't know already. We're just going to hear the accusers say it, and the words are going to come out of their mouths. It's not going to be the written word. Uh, win some, lose some. Recapping last night's betting action. Next. More than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Campbell. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, little uh, NBA basketball tonight. Playoffs have been wonky, man. The Eastern Conference Finals have been, whew, boy, it's tied at two apiece, but the game's uh, individually have been a disaster tonight. We get game four in Dallas. Mavericks are laying a point. The total is 215.5 against the Golden State Warriors, who own a 3-0 series lead. And John Lund joins the program now. You can catch his show 10-2 to 2, middays uh, on KMBR in San Francisco called Papa and Lund to talk about the game tonight. Hey, John, good to talk to you again. How are you? Hey, Mitch. How you doing, man? Good to talk to you guys. Yeah, doing really well. Uh, so the obvious question here is, can anybody stop Steph Curry, other than a drink vendor with 30 seconds to go before halftime at courtside. 
Dude, can't I, I? I've been to American Airlines <laughs> Arena. It's tight, but can't the guy go like behind the seat? Or you know, there's got to yes. be something like Steph was like, you know, 30 seconds before the half. I mean, look, when I need a drink, I need a drink. I disagree with him because I can't wait 30 <laughs> seconds. Like, no, I can't. If you give me a drink, like I sit at a table, you give me a drink. It's like a big pacifier. I'm fine. I need my drink, but he doesn't have to be on the court, does he? Anyway, yeah. Uh, to answer your question, uh, no. I mean, look, it, it, Steph finds different ways, and you you guys all know this. If if you're going to take away the three, and this is what the Warriors have done, and for people like us who have been watching the NBA forever, you, they used to pack the paint, and now mm-hmm. every defense stops at the three point line, and Steph Curry has become so adept at okay, you want to take my three point away like he used to do fine. I'll drive to the hoop. I can do mid range. All the Warriors can do that. They lead the NBA in points in the paint. Uh, The team that started the three point revolution has decided, okay, if you give us these easy points in the paint, we'll take them. And nobody does it more than Steph Curry. That's the only way it works. I I heard too much of this, especially during the years they had Durant, but you're just seeing how great of a coach Kerr is. I mean, the the box in one, he's never lost a playoff series at Western conference and they're coming out of timeouts and he's given Dallas different looks. It's amazing, uh, and, and it's really confused these guys, and I, I give them a ton of credit. A lot of people say, you know, uh, when Luke Walton coached the team and, and Steve had some back problems and went 24-0, finally yeah. lost in Milwaukee that year. They won 73. Uh, this year, Mike Brown, who now is 12-1 and in replacing Kurt, he's going to Sacramento after. So everybody questions, you know, is this guy this good? He is that good. Um, he relates to the players. We all know how that works, and Draymond Green is not an easy guy to get along with sometimes. He just has the perfect temperament. He's played for all those teams, played for Phil Jackson, played with Michael Jordan, all the different things. He has the perfect temperament. And then with this coaching staff, and I will give credit, Mike Brown is a head coach. Kenny Atkinson could be the Lakers coach. I mean, they have a tremendous staff. Rod Adams is a great defensive mind. But it, the other great thing about Steve Curry is it doesn't have to be his idea. So across the board, obviously, he's one of the best to do it. Yeah, very cool. John Lund, our guest, uh, KMBR in San Francisco. This is Follow the Money here on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. So you've covered the NBA for a long time. You know how this works. A team that is up, you know, 3-0, uh, they, can, they can give them the old gentleman sweep where, okay, you get this game tonight, we'll come back home and finish you off in game five. How do you think tonight goes then? Are you surprised that Dallas is favored by one? Uh, did the Warriors finish them off tonight? Or, or, or do you think it's going to be a gentleman sweep? First of all, whatever I say, bet against it. People have made a lot of money, houses, cars, you know, vacations going opposite me. Okay. But I, they're, they're not this kind of team. They're, they're too veteran of a team to let Dallas hang around. I'm sure you guys heard the press conferences. Jason Kidd was talking past tense. Luca yes. was talking past tense. Once mm-hmm. you do that, you're golfing, going on vacation, you're hitting the beach. These guys are, let's, the one thing against the Warriors is they're old by NBA standards, not by my standards. I'm much older, but they're, they're old. They don't want to play more. You know, we saw it. We made a joke about it. You could trip over a vendor and it's over for the Warriors. You don't want to play extra minutes. You don't want to play extra games. Mm-hmm. They came out in game three with a renewed focus to say, look, we've got to get this and Dallas can't come in the series. And the same thing tonight. They don't want to play extra minutes. They don't want to play uh, extra games and potential injuries and wear and tear on the body. You just, you guys mentioned this coming in Miami and Boston. That thing's going seven. It's a weird series. Yep. The war. People always talk about rest versus rust. They want rest. They want to win tonight. They want to dispatch of the Mavericks. They want to move on. They want to get some rest and get ready for the NBA finals. Good answer. Good insight. Uh, they also they're going to the finals. They're going to have home court. What has it been like to go from Oakland to San Francisco? And they also haven't lost a playoff game at home. Do you think they're going to win it all? Um, yeah, I think they're going to win it all, but it, it, the thing, it is definitely different. And Mitch, and you guys know this. I mean, Oracle was just 
kind of a special place. One of those arenas, it was loud and it was a, it, it, not that it's not a diverse crowd. It is, but you know, you guys know this too. It's expensive to get into that place. So it's a little bit more of a wine and cheese crowd. There's no doubt about it. The, the court side seats are a little bit more expensive, so it's not quite what it was, but look, they're undefeated. They're the only team that's undefeated at home in the playoffs. So they've had the magic elixir at home. And as again, we've talked about, and, and I think this is an under discussed uh, uh, stat that I don't, I don't know if it's going to be broken. They've won a game in a row in a series on the road, 26 series in a row. Yes, that right. means if they've got home court advantage and they're going to win at your place once you got to beat them. If they have home court advantage, you got to beat them twice, twice. a year. They're not, that's not happening. That's well said. Yeah, yeah, so when I lived there, John, it was 10, 11 years ago, and this was like, yeah. the whole talking point was, well, Steph's ankles, like, what's he going to be like in the NBA? Right. We had no idea, right? But back then, when they were still kind of crappy, and it was the Monte Ellis teams, I, I go to a, you know, I went to a handful of games, I think they were getting like 17,000 people a night, it was yeah. like a college crowd. Right. Yeah, it's crazy, because you have two, you know, you used to have two NFL teams, you got one there now, you have two uh, baseball teams, kind of, the A's are kind of. Uh, you'll probably get the eight there, but um, I mean, the attendance, my God, but, uh, but the Warriors are the base team and everybody kind of comes together for them. And Steph Curry is obviously glued everybody together. That's even a casual fan. I mean, he, as big as he is nationally and internationally, he's just, he walks on water around here. So, you know, it's, it, it's difficult. So it, it is, it's a little bit different of a crowd, but, and this is really the first time, remember this arena is only a couple of years old, so they haven't had playoffs here before. So it's been an interesting mm case study and kind of how it would be different, but they, it, these are the same fans. They know how to get after it. And like I said, they haven't lost here. So it's been a tremendous home court advantage. So for the NBA finals, they're going to win at your place. They're going to probably win all the games at, at, at this place. Uh, I will say that if, if it's Boston though, I think it's going to be a hell of a series. I think they'll beat my, they would beat Miami rather handily, but Boston over the last number of years has really given the Warriors trouble with their defense. Yes. Yep. I would totally agree with that. Let me ask you this. So they also added this year, the Western conference and the Eastern conference, Finals MVP, and John, you can bet on this stuff, which is great. Uh, I'm trying to make a case for Wiggins to win this award. Like, Curry at this point is just a gigantic favorite, as you can imagine. But if Wiggins has a really good game tonight to finish him off in four, and he does a good job defensively, maybe on Luke and some others, do you, do you think he can win this, or is it this, this stuff already have it wrapped up? You know, we were talking about that yesterday. If you go back to the Warriors' first championship, uh, Andre Iguodala got the finals MVP and Steph has never gotten it. Uh, Durant's gotten it. Durant got it a couple of times. And, and the, the way Iguodala won it is the way that Wiggins could win it, which is he's been a great two-way player, despite the fact that Luca had 40 last time out. He hasn't been as efficient. So, and Wiggins has generally taken that assignment one-on-one and for the most part done a really nice job. And then on the other end to have 27 points and it, with the small lineups that the Warriors run out there, they've got to have him rebound. He had 11 rebounds last time. They have, that's one thing we haven't even talked about, the rebounding in the series, especially offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevon Looney, uh, Wiggins, those kind of guys. But yeah, there's a case to be made for Wiggins. I just think that, though, for people betting on this thing, there is such an overwhelming, I don't know, sentimental thing going on for Steph to win these awards that he hasn't won because of either Durant or the freakiness of, of Iguodala having the series he had back in the day that I, that I think Curry is, is just going to get it because. Okay. Two minutes left uh, outside of Alcatraz because it's got to be the number one landmark, top five tourist destination. Yeah. What would you rank number two, three in the Bay Area to, to go see because it's hard to get tickets to Alcatraz? Yeah, that is, uh, I, I would I would just say the Golden Gate Bridge. You can walk it. You can bike it. Then when you get over there, you can go over to Sausalito, and there's lots of great places to eat. I know Mitch is a foodie. So, I mean, you got you know, you got to go over there, and you got to, you know, hang out plus you can watch there's all sorts of great hikes over there you got to see the gold gate bridge man. Have it's, to. it's worth it 
Yeah, you have to. Alcatraz, eh, it's okay. Okay. Uh, I would say, it's good. I mean, it's good. It's one. I would would agree with you there. Okay. I like it. But uh, I would say your Golden Gate Bridge, uh, lots of rest. You know, you got to hit a bunch of restaurants. Mm-hmm. Get out on the water a little bit. You know, that's it, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. And, and we're starting to come around. Finally, the weather. Finally, the weather is starting to come around. We're a little late. Can be a little tricky there, for sure. You know what I miss most, of John, yeah. uh, John, about living there? Um, how cheap San Francisco is. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just smart enough to buy a house here. Really brilliant. Really smart move. <laughs> I can't believe I got into this place. You know, it's like it's about four hundred and fifty square feet, only yeah. cost me about two million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I got I got a bunch of guard dogs. I got uh, you know, I got uh, uh steel bars, about two million bucks for <laughs> nice neighborhood. Uh you can follow him on Twitter. He is at John Lund Radio and his show is Poppin' Lund ten to two on KMBR, the flamethrower that it is in uh, San Francisco. Good to talk to you again, pal. Uh, hope you everything is well. Best, yep. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank you, you. Thanks. Well done. Yep, enjoy the game. Good breakdown there. Good analysis. And he uh, said, too experienced. Don't want to screw around tonight. Don't want right. to play extra games. Good Finish answer. him off. Right. And, and there's point about the finals. They've won 26 series in a uh, row. Very on, good answer to you know, that. You're going to have to beat them twice. Yeah. Also true, though. Boston's given them problems. That goes back to the, to the oh. great Warriors. I watched that game this year in the regular season. Boston went to, I think they beat them by like 30 in that game. Up next, what we're betting today and beyond uh, in pocket place here on Follow the Money. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts 